Aloha Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And, and Jason Burkhart. And Brian Thomas. Oh, there he is. There he is. We'll get that mic working shortly. Hey, um, this is uh, the Solar Coaster folks. Uh, this I'm, not, I'm supposed to not say episode 127. Jay doesn't like that. Counting these episodes, but I'm going to say it again. One, two, seven. Solar Edge, full spectrum. And this is really cool. We actually did this show, Jay, at SBI with a whole bunch of other great shows. Got a chance to sit down with Lior Handelsman, who's the co-founder of uh, renewable energy juggernaut, uh, Solar Edge, and uh, you know how much Leor had uh, at that booth just kind of blew my mind. It was beyond what I expected, and I expected a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Solar Edge is a, is a well-known name here. There's there's a tremendous like sixty plus percent market share uh, penetration uh, in the state of Hawaii. Uh, it's a, it's a name we all know. Uh, it's a name we all trust. And to see how much they've they've grown from their from their little optimizers all the way up to a full suite of product was was yeah. really really cool. This is really kind of the thing we've been thinking about for a while, Brian. You know, uh, the idea that a you know we could have inverters, we could have panels, we could have batteries, but not only that, but also uh, you know backup load panels and 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 smart switches and controlling uh, mechanisms for major loads like the EVs or or, or even uh, hot water heaters. I mean, he was they they were they had a a lot to talk about. Interesting, and you know, yeah, they, they've been they, they've been thinking about this for a long, long time. It's it's very obvious. And, and from someone who's outside of the solar industry, looking at it from the investment angle, we've talked about, and since I've began on the show, the ETF, exchange traded fund, which is yeah. a basket of stocks. The ticker symbol is T A N. Yeah. And and Suntan Tan. Uh, Solar Edge is actually the biggest component of that ETF. No yeah. No kidding. And and it represents oh, an, a nine point six four. Balance. So, again, as someone from outside of the industry, if you look at a chart of it yeah. and the fact that it has taken over and is the biggest component of that ETF, and by the way, that ETF is the number one performing ETF of all sectors out there. So, you know, you think, oh, healthcare should be a big sector. No, healthcare right. is lagging for the year. Energy, traditional energy, lagging for the year, you know? Like, those are the laggards of the year. The, the, the TAN ETF. Is, is the winner of the year. And, so, and, and Solar Edge is the biggest, and you guys happen to have them on, and it's great to be here. That's crazy. That's crazy. Thanks for putting that into perspective. Yeah, I didn't quite get that, Verkart. You know, the fact that uh, Lior is representing the company that's the biggest piece of the TAN bucket, uh, bucket. Which is the number one performing ETF. Number one across all sectors. Yeah. Out, Not out, just like renewable energy little bucket. Right, outside of leveraged ETFs and other sort of exotic ETFs. Uh -huh. So... Yeah, and, okay. and, and, and just to give you some numbers to put around that, that ETF is up 59% uh, year-to-date, and this stock, uh, SolarEdge, ticker yeah. symbol SEDG, and by the way, these are not recommendations, and yeah. when or if this market falls, these high flyers will get pummeled, and that's just because there's a lot of hot money in there, right. people have made a lot of money, right. and they're going to get out quick, so right. just we have to put that caveat mm -hmm. in there, but the stock from the December 24 of 2018 lows is up 174%. So That's SEDG? SEDG, yeah. 124%? 174%. From, 174% from when? From the lows of December 24th. That, wow. that, that's when the market was getting pummeled, and then yeah, I'm, yeah. Christmas oh, Eve they gave everybody a wow. present. We're, it, once again, Jay, we are uh, like you know front and center here with our, our focus on some of the most important uh, ideas and companies in the industry. So we had to jump right into this. Thank you for clarifying Absolutely. that, Brian. <laughs> hey, folks, this is the Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. Can be found Fridays at 1.05 p.m. on Kauai, 1110 a.m. Also, FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. Website www.solar-coaster.com is where we host all our previous shows. Uh, you can get links to YouTube and uh, SoundCloud and all the other places that we store all our content. So if you're if you have any interest in renewable energy content, we've probably talked about it by now uh log into the solar-coaster.com website um click listen live if you're out of the mail out of our uh broadcast area get on the mailing list as well if you have any questions comments or whatever else uh, we do really appreciate uh getting getting shout outs it's kind of hard sometimes to tell how many people actually listen to the show except that everybody keeps coming up and saying hey i heard your show last week but um but if you have a comment or question uh get on the website solar-coaster.com and and fill it in uh, down the bottom at just about any page also itunes stitcher tune in and now a whole bunch of other podcast networks uh carry the solar coaster so just search for us out there um we put up all the all those shows as they uh, as they air 
There you go. We've got some great sponsors out there that have kept the solar coaster on the tracks for, oh, geez, we're uh, eking up above two and a half years now. Sundrum Solar, Pantech Design, and LG Chem. And there's a couple of other big boys. You may mention their companies on this show. We'll see. Have, hopefully we can confirm those by next week. This is a call-in show. 808-242-7800 is the call-in line. Let's jump over to our Pantech Design Minute. Pantech Design Minute number seven, smart weather forecasting. This Sonin Equalinks feature makes use of weather forecast information from the Adapt Energy Automation Package to dynamically modify the battery's backup reserve setting. If the Adapt Energy Automation Package detects a severe weather event warning in your area, the system will automatically start the Sonin Equalinks battery charging up to 100% to prepare your home for the incoming storm and a potential loss of grid power. This maximizes your battery capacity for backup power when it is needed most. Furthermore, the Adapt EA package can notify other home automation systems like lighting, shades, thermostats, or other devices, which can then be adjusted to ensure the safety and security of your home. Imagine using this system to prepare for extreme weather here in Maui. Adapt will simultaneously take steps on your behalf, like topping off your home battery, powering up your EV, pre-cooling your home, or preheating your hot water system. All of these systems together, make sure that you are ready to take on the upcoming storm. This has been the Pantech Design Minute. You know, we love the Pantech guys. Uh, Troy Morgan did a, a really cool live stream on Facebook. I think it was yesterday uh, at his house. So we got a chance to see his house, Jay. And then I was commenting. Yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely. I, I was going to ask you if you saw it. <laughs> I did. I did. I was excited about I it. I didn't know if you get you got to see it or not. We were we were not together. No, he got me, um, got me really but, jazzed but, about that. Like he was he was talking. You could see how his home was just interacting with the, the, the iPad, the controls that he was doing, and then his the whole system that he has set up there. It was just pretty amazing. It's 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 less about how his, his home interacts with itself, but more how, how it interacts with the larger world. In my mind, I think that that makes a, a, a tremendous amount of sense to me, and it's really the the way the path forward. Right, um, this whole smart weather forecasting, being aware of the grid status, being a grid of rolling aware of rolling blackouts, all these things that it can then prepare for is is really really a huge piece of the puzzle. You know what I think is neat, just quickly, is that this is the only system that I've seen active. Right. So there's there are a lot of systems that we're going to dialogue about uh, different companies, you know, moving towards a similar type of goal. This is the one that we're actually mm -hmm. seeing function. And that is pretty cool. And I got to give Troy and his team a lot of cred for that because they introduced this really back last year. Right. So, um, yeah, very, very good. OK, so let's jump over to our news and events. All right. Right away. Um, this is an EE News uh political <laughs> article uh, meet the NIMBY people trying to kill solar is the title and of course that's really inflammatory but it kind of is I, I we've, we've seen a lot of this activity NIMBY not in my backyard um, whenever you talk about nuclear energy of course all the all the folks immediately go no I don't want it mm -hmm. um, but we've actually seen a lot of that activity with solar and the reasons given are obvious um, it takes up a lot of space some of them not so obvious I'm worried about electromagnetic radiation from, <laughs> from a whole bunch of solar panels um but basically it, it generally comes down to i don't want to see it kind of conversations and there are now some groups starting to form that are actually um non-profit 501c um four six uh, non-profits that are that are starting to uh really lobby against uh, large-scale solar installations. And a lot of this is across across mainland, but we're also seeing uh, some some significant NIMBY activity on, on Maui. Uh, thoughts, gentlemen? Oh, boy. Well, you know, one of the things here, and, and it, this won't take long, but as I'm reading about this, it looks to me like a fairly conservative uh, group of people that they're, they're writing about here. I mean, we're talking about a former special assistant to President George W. Bush and aide Karl Rove. When I say a bit of an understatement there to say for, for somewhat conservative uh, uh, a person that's being quoted. And she's saying things like solar's not going to save the planet. Uh, it's never going to replace fossil fuels. Here's the thing about this article, right? It is inflammatory. It is some very conservative folks that are being quoted and talked uh, talk to here. But at the same time, <clears throat> Uh, you know, when I sit down and talk to the fusion physicist Jason Verkart, 
uh, over uh, that we are become really close friends Sorry. with. Uh, not Jason, the fusion physicist, but you know the guys I'm talking about. They're really clear to say, "Hey, look, you know, it's not." And I actually have those numbers in my head. It's not uh, very likely that solar plus battery is gonna gonna be able to offset coal in the time frame we need it to. So we need something else. So like, I, I read this and I go, "Well, I kind of agree with you." <laughs> I mean, I kind of agree that it's not gonna save the world. It's that plus a, a whole basket of things that is necessary to do. And are, are they seeking balance, or that you know, I mean, some some of the stuff, the inflammatory news, can be just that goal is to inflame, right? And so maybe they're trying to say, okay, let's put this in balance of some other solutions or so. I, I, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, it looks like a protectionist thing for the fossil fuel industry. I did finish the entire <coughs> article. And, and nothing in here proposes any alternate solutions. It's simply, I don't want this thing here. I don't mind. So a lot of them say, like, we don't mind solar. We just don't want it close by, uh, <laughs> which sounds a lot like, um, coal and, and nuclear, like I said, um, nobody nobody actually wants these things. The problem is they want electricity, and and we've got to figure out the solution. I don't believe that that we should throw all our eggs in one basket, but doesn't to, to not try would be the, the the greater evil, I think. So there are different kinds of groups out there, right? Um, and this one, at the, you know, very end, it talks about how. You know, there's certain NIMBY activists who are not necessarily being paid, but they're clearly being influenced by these conservative groups. So this looks to me like it's, you know, this is a bit of a political kind of media thing. And then I've seen NIMBY yeah. from the other side, too, that just no matter what, they're not going to want it, you know. So and we won't probably shouldn't talk politics, but. Uh, mm. <laughs> kind of if you want. <laughs> uh, in any case, it's becoming more and more of a conversation. I guess we're at a point right now where, you know, there's legitimate concerns about large scale solar going in. People are a little, a little worried. This is something brand new. You've got, you know, hundreds, even thousands of acres being covered by solar panels. Like anything else, like, whoa, what's that going to be like? How's that going to affect us, impact us? You know, we have that some, some, some of that happening here in Maui right now. And there are some, you know, reasonable discussion points, you know, things like erosion, things like runoff, things Things like, uh, you know, access, things like fires, you know, all these types of conversations are coming up. And I think it's it's healthy to have them. But this seems this particular article here seems to be a <laughs> like Rove is saying, hey, let's make some waves. And so uh, very good. Very good. Very good. Do you want to jump over to the Rivian thing and nice and light and beautiful? Yeah, let's do that real quick. So Rivian, um, the R1T electric pickup, uh, has been shown before in, in, in a nice silver color and then a, um, a brown that I've seen. But just recently, oh, I think, was it October 1? They had a nice little event and they came up with a special one and it is blue. Ooh. It's it's a nice blue too. It's not it's not electric blue or anything else. It's, it's a really, really subtle navy little gray, little bit of gray in there. Um, but it, but it's I mean this is obvious, right? It's a car. They're going to make them in lots of different colors. <laughs> but, it is uh, but, yeah, right. But <laughs> But the color, the color choices are, are actually coming out, and this it seems to be really classy. Yeah, I'll tell you what, this is a this is a beautiful truck, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty pricey. I can't remember what the price points are, but I think you're upwards of like the seventy thousand plus territory, you know, base. So mm. <clears throat> maybe sixty nine is kind of in my head. So maybe that's the the, the area. Now, of course, in November, uh, Musk, and even this morning, I've seen posts saying that you know we're on track for a November uh, reveal of the Tesla pickup truck. Uh, it's supposed to be mm -hmm. even more uh, sci-fi-y than the pictures people have been compiling together, you know, uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, this Rivian is a classic looking truck. It's really elegant. It looks like a nice, you know, high-end, well-outfitted, uh, you know, not, not an F-150, but it looks kind of like in that territory, right? Full yeah, it's, it's more of a it's more of a, a, a camping and, and tooling around truck than it is a work truck, though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> A lot of just, cool just stuff. Just flat out. It's, 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 a, it's a personal vehicle. It's not a corporate vehicle. Right. That being said, you know, uh, Amazon, one of the initial investors to the tune of like three quarters of a billion dollars, uh, ordered the largest single uh, procurement, can I say, uh, of, of electric vehicles mm -hmm. in, in the history of electric vehicles. 100,000 units ordered uh, from Rivian. So in order to now electrify that's, that's their the transport. the same chassis with a delivery truck frame on it, a box on it, right? Yeah, I've and seen that's, some that's images, essentially yeah. What it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, they might even modeled something and put it out there on the street to kind of get people excited about it. But, but that's, I mean, but that's the that's Rivian's whole point. They call it the skateboard, right? It's 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 a chassis that has the motor and the batteries that drive the whole whole drivetrain, and then you basically get to mount whatever you want on top of it. 
There's a lot of conversations right now from Lamborghini, from Dyson dropping their EV approach to this last 24 hours, Lamborghini launching a new fancy EV. It seems to me like there's going to be a lot of room for niche EV developers working off of things like the Rivian skateboard. So, you know, people are going to come out yeah, and, but come, it's, and then it's, use it's not always so niche either. I mean, VW is doing the exact same thing with a chassis that they are licensing out and, and Ford is already a licensee. So we'll see if a, a VW produced chassis with uh, Ford body on it. Oh my goodness. I love electric vehicle pickup trucks. <laughs> I mean, and this is occurring concurrent. Josh has a Ford in full, dis in full disclosure. <laughs> and, and, and it's occurring concurrent to when Ford itself with the EcoBoost is getting, you know, that it's uh, the 3.5 turbo, I believe it's like, but I mean, that's an awesome engine and their mileage is coming up to, you know, low 20s or so. Yeah. That's amazing on a, on a pickup Average truck. over my 14, uh, 2014 F-150 at 16.6 .6 miles per gallon with the EcoBoost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that doesn't sound great, but in, in, in reference to, like, you know, a full-size eight-cylinder, I mean, you, really, your life, your life you know, it's like a, it's almost like that number calculates all of your um, your miles per gallon over since you started the truck. Right, right, right. And, and even the new ones are even mm -hmm. more efficient, too. Great, yeah, you know? so there's some room there. Very, wow, very cool stuff. Okay, um, we could let's jump over to some relevant uh, Hawaii news, Jay. Would you like to pick the article that you'd like to focus on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Big Island Now is reporting uh, the Hawaii Renewable Energy Status Board has gone live. So this is kind of this is kind of a neat little project. You can actually go to uh, hawaiianelectric.com/statusboard and see precisely where we are in the uh, in our in our race to 100% uh, so renewables cool. and it's actually really really neat there's so there's there's completed projects uh, how big they are um, what kind of um, total uh, renewable the, the RPS uh, is what they're calling a renewable um, points um, portfolio standard what is it S yeah, portfolio standard uh, how many how many percentage points it's actually contributed to our, our renewable growth um, and then of course the un under construction and approved by regulators section is actually really really cool because you can see what's actually um, not not even built yet but is is coming and how much it's gonna it's gonna push so us this up, is this up is just ladder. this is really just a list and you can get it as a PDF I was expecting to see some map with pretty pictures oh you want to like, see yeah energy moving from here to there or something else I'm sure it'll get to that point but but still this is this is really really neat good disclosure you know, to know what's going on all right? the project yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So it shows, yeah, the uh, years that it's gonna, what year it's gonna come online. So anyway, that again, that's Hawaii, Hawaiianelectric.com, not Hawaii Electric. Hawaiianelectric.com, all one word, slash status board, and you can go there and check it anytime. Very cool. Do we have comparable for Maui and Oahu already? I'm not sure. I think we do. I don't believe so. No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's check on that. Uh, because I'll, that now that it's there, I get kind of excited about really being able to keep close ties to that, you know. So um, there's some special things happening here in Hawaii, though, uh, with what in Maui? Didn't we have something happen in D.C. with our with our people at the climate change thing? Yeah, I got you. Uh, Jay Barakart. Did you want to um, cover that one? Actually, you know that status board. I know I'm I'm, pun I'm punching up the status board because you asked a question. So. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I got it. I got it, and it actually does work. If you go to MauiElectric.com/statusboard, there actually is, and it's yeah. and it's actually this is statewide, so right. all the projects are in here. Oahu projects, uh, okay. Maui projects. Great, great, great. It's great. all in here. Well, which which we have okay. we have time for one so, more article. Do you want to do the, um, the, yep, the real really really quick? So the county of Maui uh, returns was honored at the UN Climate Change Summit this year. Uh, really really nice that we got represented. Um, Mayor uh, Victorino sent a delegation to New York. Uh, they they were were part of the the celebration there and and really drew a lot of attention to island values, uh, values local knowledge, um, and, and trying to find global solutions using using um, traditional knowledge. I think that's that's the phrase that they use, which is which is really, I mean, we used to be a 100% renewable society out here. And over time, we kind of forgot in the, in the quest for modern convenience, we kind of forgot a lot of the stuff that we used to know. <laughs> and, and so they're they're now bringing a lot of attention to this. In fact, the um, the Molokai group was honored with a um, an Equator Prize, which is a prize that's only given out um, once every other year. Um, but it's it highlights um, innovations and and um, helps to foster uh, the knowledge, uh, the, the the dissemination of knowledge.
knowledge uh, throughout um, all their, their member organizations. So really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, when I looked at this, the thing that kind of struck out at me was that this the statement where it says the climate crisis threatens to, to dramatically alter people's relationship with the land on which they rely. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about how land intensive uh, solar and wind are, right? And, or carbon dioxide removal once we figure that out. And, um, you know, being able to continue to use the land for its, its the purpose we use it now uh, for agriculture and for other, you know, other things we, is going to start to become, you know, competing with those interests. So I thought that was kind of a really poignant uh, area that to, to bring up. Um, Jay, we got a couple minutes left. Did you want to, uh, can, can we, do we want to reference the ETF or do we want to, did you want to say I, something? We're, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about ETF. I do want to give a shout out to the HANA Students Rally. Um, they did get out there, 40 plus students and their teachers, um, just trying to um, bring uh, a, a little, again, just, just making people aware, bring awareness to uh, the yeah. climate issues. Uh, it's part of the whole um, this is Greta Thunberg um, yeah. Glo global uh, conversation where, where, where students started um, striking and protesting on Fridays. They only did it one Friday, which is good because I want them in school. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this is in MauiNews.com, folks. You want to check it out. we got about a minute here. I did want to give Brian an opportunity to uh, say something about the – you had something you wanted to mention, right? Well, yeah, um, regarding <laughs> yeah. SolarRed stock, in full disclosure, I am a shareholder, so I could sell it next week or right. next month or so, but um, – and to, and to frame this upcoming conversation, the founder of SolarEdge, Lior, uh, one of the co-founders of SolarEdge, uh, Lior Handelsman, you and Brian just mentioned, this is the one of the 9.9 percent of the uh, overall uh, ETF TAN. That is the best performing ETF. Uh, what is an ETF? Exchange traded fund. It trades on the stock exchange. Uh, it has a basket across of all sectors, and it has to do with this massive growth of a lot of, of these other companies, and also of SolarEdge, one of the leaders in, the, in that. Yeah, in that these time. are industries that are growing in the United States today. Fantastic. So let's jump over to our commercials. We'll come right back with the founder of SolarEdge, Lior Handelsman. LG is a leader in the home electronics industry and manufactures some of the most popular PV panels, as well as many other appliances we've come to know and appreciate over the years. The same LG brand offers the LG Chem Rezu battery line for your home energy storage needs. Here in Hawaii, their primary model is the LG 10H Rezu with 9.3 kilowatt hours of usable capacity. The LG 10H Rezu can be used both to maximize consumption of solar energy at home and also function as a source of backup power in the event that the grid goes down. LG Chem has increased production of their battery line for Hawaii's renewable energy solar market. Contact your local solar provider to learn more about the LG Chem 10H Resu battery. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system, combined photovoltaic and thermal, holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. Unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. All right, here we are at the SolarEdge booth with uh, Lior Handelsman. What is your current title, sir? I am a VP of Marketing and Product Strategy. Okay, so we've had a couple of great conversations over the last year or so, right. talking about the evolution of the SolarEdge uh, product line. Right. A lot of exciting stuff's happening. Of course, SolarEdge is really the, uh, the product that we're most familiar with in Hawaii, uh, and now there's this huge shift and we actually have your own battery system and right. you have this expanded right. capacity. Right. So we want to learn all about that. So uh, first of all, let's just talk about uh, where we're at right now. What's, what, what are the main kind of uh, updates? So first of all, storage is becoming bigger and uh, bigger, especially in the Hawaiian market with all the utility restriction on how much energy you want to feed. And our first product uh, in the market was this storage inverter which allows you to interact with an LG battery and then you can do your PV uh, uh, production, maximize your self-consumption, manage your energy uh, uh, in the home. 
and even go back up if you want to go back up uh, and back up some of the loads in your home. Yep. And this is our uh, running product being, as you said, sold pretty well in the Hawaiian market this and we have a lot of happy customers. This yes. is the one we're really familiar with. This exactly. is that. It was a 7,600 watt inverter. Exactly. That was the initial one that was launched, right? Exactly. And now we've seen some diversification of that product. Right. So, so first of all, we're literally these days bringing uh, this product uh, to the market. This is what we call the backup interface. Okay. And the backup interface works with the existing storage uh, inverter to allow you for more backup fl flexibility. Right. So what is more backup uh, flexibility? Instead of pre-selecting the loads that will be the backup loads, uh -huh. you can now use this product in order to at least theoretically backup the whole home. Right. Of course, if you turn on all your power appliances at the home, this inverter will not be able to to deliver power to all the 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 to all your um, uh, appliances and needs. Right. But you will have backup power everywhere in your home, in right. every socket and in every uh, and in every appliance. So this basically, the first thing it does, it basically allows you to get full home backup rather than selected. Pre-selected loads. So the, the protected loads panel or the PLP, that's something that we're doing away with. Now. Exactly. This is something that replaces exactly. the need for that. Exactly. Okay, some the dynamism. Yeah. yeah. The second thing uh, it does, which is mostly good news for the installer, that it streamlines the the installation. Instead of installing a meter, yeah. wiring it back to the inverter, installing an auto transformer and wiring it back to the inverter, it's all in here. Nice. So you install one box, and, and and this box has the meter. It already measures your uh, your uh, your needed uh, uh, production consumption. Right. It has the the auto transformer. It has a main breaker. It has everything you need in order okay. to do. Of course, it has the auto transfer switch. Yep. So it has everything you need in order to to back up your home. So so you need this, the the inverter, and and of course a battery. So it's gotten a lot cleaner, the installation's gotten a lot simpler, yes. and taking yes. less time, yes. lowering cost yes. of install, which exactly. is really important, exactly. right? Now, later down the road, and pretty much soon later down the road, uh, we are phasing out this inverter, which is still an inverter from our old, uh, uh, um, I wouldn't say old, but older generation technology. We installed many of these inverters. Exactly, and we're, phasing, and we're phasing to this inverter. Okay, so, so this is the new gen. Exactly, this is the new storage um, uh, inverter coming soon, very soon actually. It's an HD wave uh, um, inverter. It can go up to 11.4. So in, in that exact package, that, so that the, size is the, the 11.4 is a little bit bigger, something like but this. Not much, really small. Not much, right? Yeah, so that is HD wave technology. Right. And this will be our uh, storage uh, inverter instead of this one. And this and this, they work, they work together in order to bring you back up to the home. Right. The nice thing here about this inverter is that you can install that even without a battery and without a backup interface right. and you can later on add battery right. and later on add backup interface. Nice. So you can sell PV today and add storage later. That's in some markets in some markets it has real value. In the wine market I think that pretty much everything goes right. with backup. Right. Uh, no? It's always a good. It's always a good uh, back. Like, it's a good backup in the sales process. Right. Because exactly. you're going in there exactly. saying, "Hey, let's buy. Let's do this whole exactly. thing." Exactly. I'm not quite ready for batteries. Okay. Well, you can do it later. Exactly. The second thing is that with this inverter, you can actually install three of these inverters wow. on one backup interface. Wow. So, so you, you don't have to multiply that. You don't have to multiply that. You can go up and up in uh, in uh, in uh, PV capacity yep. and in backup power. Every one of these inverters can have two separate batteries. So you can have three uh, 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 of these with one backup interface for bigger homes and bigger connection. Yep. Okay. So three up to 11.4 right. kilowatt uh, uh, inverters. That gives us a tremendous amount of capacity on the residential space. Really, it, it, very rarely would you need more than that. I agree. Residential. I agree. I do know a couple, but, but, no, but, yeah, but generally but, uh, speaking, that's about as big as you possibly need. Yeah. I'm not sure that you know backup is not something you do not want to backup everything all the time. Right. But yes, uh, if if you have a big service and you want to have a lot of backup, yeah. you can install three of these. They can each have their own 
part of the solar array, they can each have their own battery or batteries, right. and you can have all of that with full home backup through this product. Nice and clean, very compact. Exactly, small, compact, less boxes on the wall, everything yeah. integrated uh, together, less steps for the, for the installers, less training needed. It's a nice product. All good stuff. So you're standing in front of the uh, the kind of showpiece, the really exciting piece of the whole puzzle here. Right. There's been some uh, shifts to your business. You've, you've acquired a new company. Tell us about how this incorporates into the uh, product. So the more storage is becoming a bigger part of solar, the more we realize that storage and solar are going to be the same thing, right? So we are all becoming, the solar industry is becoming the grid. Yeah. It's going to take time. But over time, solar energy is cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And because of the intermittent nature of solar energy, you have to have storage and energy management. And our inverters are already doing that. But uh, we feel that we need to have more ownership of the storage part of the, of the equation, more understanding, more access and control and integration. So showing here, uh, first time in the US, our residential battery it's a 10 kilowatt hour 5 kilowatt peak residential battery that too has a lot of uh, uh, interesting features the first of them being that the the only thing you need to it's literally plug and play you plug this battery dc plus dc minus to the to the inverter and that's it no need for communication wiring no need for anything like that the inverter detects a battery and it becomes a storage system over the same wire over the same wire. No need for a communication cabling, no need for special configuration. The inverter detects that there's a battery in the battery port, establishes communication to it without the need of uh, any wiring, and you have a, a battery system. Because a lot of the feedback that we get from our customers is that they want the installation to be faster and more yeah. streamlined. Sure. Yeah. Second, we have very, very good NMC cells uh, in this battery, so to say a little bit about the yeah, lithium ion technologies the, the two dominant technologies in the market are the NMC type of uh, lithium ion this is the same technology that you find in your phone same lithium ion uh, technology that you find in uh, electric vehicles yep. and they are the LFP batteries uh, lithium ferrite batteries these batteries are they're pretty much for the same capacity you would probably get double the weight and the 30% or 40% bigger size. Um, physical, we, physical, physical size, size physical yeah, physical size. size. We, we believe that NMC is the right technology to use in uh, ESS. This is the technology that sits on the faster evolution curve. Why? Because it goes into phones and cars. And like everything, like solar modules, like pretty much everything, volume drives uh, evolution, dro volume drives price, volume dr drives uh, performance. And when you're sitting on that very fast curve of uh, volume growth because of EVs and mobile devices, NMC is, in our view, the winning uh, technology. It is actually the technology that you can find in most storage systems. Uh, um, today even though you can still find LF, um, LFP with some vendors. So that's an NMC battery, it's a true 10 kilowatt hour, meaning that the battery, when it's fully depleted, you've actually been able to take 10 kilowatt hours out um, of the battery. It has excellent energy throughput, so the, the term we all need to start discussing is energy throughput. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not kilowatt hour, not number um, uh, of cycles, not capacity at end of life, energy throughput. How much energy can you put in and out of a battery? C rating. C, C rating is how much power versus capacity you can take out of a battery. Energy throughput is in 10 years. How many megawatt hours of energy you can take out of one battery? It's an interesting concept. That's the most important uh, metric. It, energy throughput is an interesting concept because I, I noticed that some of the warranties are migrating to that language, exactly. energy throughput. So it's really about how much, I mean, because what we're doing is there's all these different metrics in there to start to describe batteries, but energy throughput is kind of the, the, main, the main one right. that says, well, what am I looking for? I'm looking for energy out of this system. I'll explain to you why. Totality, how do yeah. I get it? So, so take for a example, number of cycles. I tell you, this is a 10 kilowatt hour battery. And you can do, I don't know, 5,000 cycles. But after 5,000 cycles, what's the, 
because batteries uh, degrade. So after 5,000 cycles, what's the battery capacity? Right. How much energy can you actually take in and out of the battery after 5,000 cycles? So you always come back to energy throughput. Because 5,000 cycles, that's the end of life. But right. And the battery degrades a little bit over its, it's lifetime. It's no longer a 10 kilowatt hour battery. Yes, <laughs> yes. So the important measure is energy throughput. Okay. You buy a battery, how, ma how many megawatt hours can you take out of this battery over its uh, lifetime? And we believe that the prevailing factors that will stay is energy throughput and energy throughput per per dollar. Right, energy throughput, energy throughput per dollar. It's interesting too, because even for two self-professed energy geeks, we don't think in terms of energy throughput right. today. Right, yeah. and certainly, certainly not over the lifetime. Uh, yeah, and our installers probably don't, and our, and our, our yeah, you, yeah. you have initial don't. capacity, you have maximum power, mm -hmm. which by the way, these two numbers, they determine the C rate. But how much energy can you actually take out of the battery over its lifetime? Yep. That's very important because yep. if you bought a battery, you want it to work effectively for the lifetime of the system. So if, if a vendor tells you, here's a 10-year battery and the energy throughput is, let's say, 10 megawatt hours, and another vendor tells you, here's, a, here's another 10 kilowatt hour 10-year battery and the energy throughput is 9 megawatt hours, Essentially, this means you will get less energy, 10% less energy over your lifetime from that battery. It's an interesting yeah. point because it requires a little bit of education for the, uh, the, the, the consumers that I are agree. purchasing it, right? There's this, we use this term asymmetry. The people selling it, Nobody, nobody's thinking in those terms. Right, so there's a uh, manufacturer to installer exactly, to consumer. Exactly, as you said, the market is shifting to this language. Yeah, and it'll be, um, that, that will be very helpful in, in, in kind of alleviating that asymmetry of information between right. you know the manufacturers of this equipment and then everyone else down the chain right. so very exciting stuff okay well energy throughput could get us into a big conversation but let's let's talk about maybe that will be the future in the next two years or something where when a, when a salesman comes in then you're able to really determine apples for apples what you're right. getting sure. that would be beautiful but what this system in and of itself here, very exciting system. It's compact. It's simple. You're lowering your uh, your labor and your install costs and complexities. Um, this I understand. Clean and white on your uh, facade of I your home. That. You don't get these bullets on the product when you buy it. Uh, unless you want them. Right? So are these are all outdoor rated products or indoor everything rated products? Everything is outdoor rated. That's it. Everything kind of, is. Outdoor. I said that not knowing the answer. Kind of confident outdoor that it would be a yes. These, these batteries can be wall-mounted, they can be floor-mounted. Right, right. Uh, uh, because in some cases you don't have the right strong wall to hang this battery. Actual weight. It's around, so sorry for not thinking in pounds, I think in kilos, it's, it's, it's around 100 kilos. Okay. 220-ish pounds, right? So, okay, okay, very cool stuff. Um, so we're talking about uh, load controls as well. So there must be some robust software with this system, is it right. all incorporated into an app, or how is it? Yeah, how does so, the consumer see it? How does the homeowner see so it? So everyone that already buys a solar system knows that they that the homeowner and the installer they get an app. In that app, the homeowner sees the rate of self-consumption, how much the uh, the the real-time status of the power production, battery status, system status, how much energy is fed into the grid and when, if even allowed. Uh, they see the, the, the behavior of the home consumption, so they see home consumption, solar generation, consumption that is being offset right. by, the, by the backup system. We keep on rolling new features, so we are soon to roll a feature uh, uh, for uh, backup, so the homeowner can select real-time how much energy he wants to preserve in the, uh, in the battery for a backup event. If you have a weather uh, event and you want to increase that level so you'll have more backup power, all that, all that you can do that. It's all uh, in one app that the homeowner has. Okay, okay, so we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, one thing I do want to ask about is the uh, this here, the ability to change and determine your, uh, your, your backed up loads. Right. Is that something that's controlled? How is that controlled or selected? Is that- No, so, so every outlet and appliance in your home gets backup power. You have to decide manually which of them you turn on and off. Yep. We are launching in the US market next year an addition to this system that has home energy automation. So smart sockets, smart switches, a smart hot water electric heater. 
that, and this allows you to even further increase your level of self-consumption. So the system will automatically can turn on your pool pump whenever there is available energy. So let's say that you have available energy, you can put it in the battery. So we will, so we will turn on automatically your pool pump or your hot water heater. And with that, it will give you more control over these energy appliances from the app. You can actually control them from the app. You can set timers. It learns your behavior. So if you always need hot water at a certain hour in the day, it will make sure that you have hot water um, at that time by trying to mostly take that energy out of a, a free PV that you have stored. It will automatically control your EV charger also. So it's evolving because solar systems are evolving. Solar systems are going to be one with the grid. Yeah, and you said something really interesting there. You said smart sockets. So beyond breaker level control, you're going exactly. right for the outlets. Right for the outlets. Yeah. Nice. Gives you more flexibility, more ability to maybe shift and add later on, even without an electrician in some, uh, yeah. some cases with our smart plug. It's all coming. It's, you can see that all here. We're going to start moving in that direction. That's our smart energy hot water. Camera's moving. So at those smart plugs that you described, that's taking you beyond even the more granular level of the uh, of the, the controller over here, right? You're right. Just getting right. to the point where you can actually control devices. Yeah. And are those all going to be branded Solar Edge? Is that your game plan? They're all right here, all right in front of us. So now we're all right. Now we're here. So, so here's our smart switch, our our smart uh, hot water energy. Uh, Controller, yeah. smart socket. Yes, so we, it okay. takes us into the home. We are not trying to compete with uh, energy uh, automation companies, right? Right. This integrates with Alexa. This yeah. integrates with Google. You could go and say, "Hey Google, what's my rate of self-consumption?" Yeah. And you can, and and you will get that. Or, oh, "Hey Alexa, turn on my hot water uh, uh, heater," and you will get that uh, done. We are trying to manage the energy part of your home. Right. And that is critical for solar systems because that's the next phase in solar systems for the solar inverter to become the energy manager of storage, of devices, of everything. Very of exciting. charger, everything. Very exciting stuff. So we're going to have to break these down one by one if you have the time, if you don't let us sure. know. But so for the smart energy hot water, so one thing about hot water is it's generally one of the, if not the largest load in the home, right? Right. So you've got, and, and, you're, and you need it. It's a really critical one. So how is this operating? Are we looking at this from a self-supply functionality and moving PV when we can't consume it or exactly. putting the batteries exactly into that. the hot water? Exactly and that. is this happening via um, what kind of controls? I mean, how so is the basic So this is all sauce? wireless, wireless communication. This sits on the AC feed to wireless. the hot water heater. So you don't have to run any weird wires all the way to the other side of the house. Exactly. You, you place this on the AC feed of the, of the hot water heater. Right. And this is a linear controller, meaning that if you have excess of 2.2 kilowatts in your PV system, yeah. we will run exactly this amount of power into your hot water heater. Very important. Yeah. So it's not an on-off controller right. that you are now have 2 kilowatt excess and we need to make a, a hard choice. Do we turn on the 5 kilowatt hot water heater, yes or no? Very interesting, because it just, just it, what's neat about that is that if you're trying to optimize self-consumption, and you have a certain amount available at a given time, just for our listeners and our, and our watchers here, that if you had to, if it was an on-off, you might not be able to fully optimize all the time, exactly. right? Exactly. That's why it's linear, exactly. right? So this is linear. The rest, these two sockets are uh, on-off uh, switches that you can connect to large energy uh, devices. Mm -hmm. You can put them on your lighting also, and you can, right. and this gives you the ability to control your lights from your phone, uh -huh. but that's, not the main energy use. The main right. energy use is to put this for your heavy uh, electricity guzzlers. Right. It can be on your heat pump, it can be on your uh, pool pump, it can be on anything that takes a lot of power. And then the system will try to maximize self-consumption taking these loads into account. Right, and these are, this may be a silly question, Jay may laugh at me for asking this, but. What's the communication like on these smart energy? Wireless. Sockets? Everything is wireless. Is it is it over power line or is it wireless no, it, over? It is wireless. Uh, wireless properly. Wireless. Mesh wireless. Yes. Okay. Because it's plugged into a <laughs> socket, right? So, 
very interesting. So we got here smart energy switch relay. Yeah. What is this exactly? I don't understand. How does this function? It's basically an on-off switch okay. that is uh, smartly controlled by the inverter. Mm -hmm. And this is, the socket is same. It's an on-off switch, only okay. it's flexible and you can move it around the home. Okay. And you so don't need like an electrician to, to, to do the, the installation. Right. The other big load is your EV charger. Right. The okay, other wow. big load is your EV charger. Another so, Solar Edge logo. So another, another <laughs> right Solar Edge logo, the, the Solar Edge EV charger, it goes into the same monitoring system. You see your EV charger, you can control your EV charger. Unbelievable. And this is linear also. So if you have excess power, we can run just that excess power into your car. Wow. Now, uh, for our listeners, this the EV charger was an exciting thing when it came out because you had some really unique features. You right. had uh, one of the most powerful so boost. level two yeah. chargers. I think it like that uh, can go up to 40 amps because you could do all your solar plus the grid at the exactly. same time if you exactly. wanted to. You Maximum also, feed from the grid plus solar or battery power. Very interesting technology. Yeah. Also, you had I think some features to be able to go just from solar if you wanted to right. drive on right. sunshine. Exactly. So you kind of really catering to the needs of, of people that are you know buying these cars and then buying these solar systems. It's kind of amazing how far the reach has gone at this stage. Is this here? Is that go between like a socket and a and a device? Like yeah. okay, I got you. Wow, very cool. So um, we've covered most of these things. Uh, what do we got here, real fast? That's a cellular energy meter. In some cases, we have installers that don't want to sell a solar system or can't sell um, a solar system. So right. the basic thing they sell to a customer is an energy meter. So the customer is already on our monitoring ah. platform. He sees his... Well, let's at least do a, a, a meter, he right? He sees his consumption. Yeah. Later on, when you can then add a solar yeah. system, and this ties into the same system as one. Well. well, we're in a really great location here, Lior. I know we got to wrap this up. Yeah. But it kind of coming full circle to your power optimizers. This is what started the whole story, really, right? Yeah, so so the, the, the key innovation when we started SolarEdge was the power optimizer. And we, from the very beginning, we sold optimizers plus inverter, plus monitoring as one system. That was our first offering to the market. The key innovation, the key unique thing about that offering was our power optimizer. Module-level power electronics, more energy from every panel, safety at the panel level, which is now standard uh, in the US. When we started, it was uh, unheard of. Monitoring at the, at the panel level, easier rooftop uh, installation and system design, less cabling, this was the beginning of SolarEdge was our optimized inverter system. I think it's really great that we end on that note, and I want to uh, just tell you from a personal perspective, you know, uh, to start out with that value proposition and then to build out as far as you have is a miraculous kind of accomplishment over the course of a decade? I don't know, that long? Uh, so we, we started the company in 2006, we started selling in 2009, so 10 years of sales and three years of R&D. Yep. Um, first of all, it's the only way to keep growing and become and remain competitive. Innovate. The core value in SolarEdge is innovation. So the, the only you cannot just bring a solution to the market and stay with it. You have to keep innovating. Second of all, this is the future of solar systems. This is the way solar will become the the the, the dominant energy source. If inverters can do more than just generate power and feed it into the grid. So we are doing that because we feel that's the future uh, of the industry. So innovation is key for, for staying competitive. In, in, uh, innovation is key for the solar industry to grow. Personally, for me, it's also fun. It is I fun. like inventing products. It is fun. Well, thank you very much for all the hard work and for making the kind of vision and imagination of everyone out there. We saw these ideas. We didn't know how to do it. You told us how to do it. So Thank you very much. Thank you for thank all you. the hard work, really. Bye-bye. There you go. Uh, you know, that was one of the interviews that got me, super, you know, super stoked from SPI uh, being able to see. I didn't think it was going to be that comprehensive, Jay. Yeah, no, he spent a lot of time with us. I, I, I like Lior. He, he keeps us on his mailing list and sends us notes every once in a while. Um, but it's, it's, it's amazing to have seen them go from just the uh, power optimizers all the way through to an entire suite of products where, again, you can, you can get them from, from all one vendor, which is really, really convenient as a, and, and safe as a homeowner uh, or an owner of one of these systems because there's only one number to call when something, when something goes <laughs> wrong. It's really important. Um, and you just 
highlighted to me there's a there's now a smart module as well. There's an integrated 60 cell uh, mono perk. Um, with an integrated optimizer with a 12-year product warranty and um, 25-year warranty on the on the optimizer itself. So I mean, it's it's a nice warranty on a on a really good-looking panel. <laughs> well, yeah, and to be able to extend that during this conversation that we had uh, a couple weeks ago, we didn't talk about modules, and then there was an article that came out talking about it in Europe, and we see it on their website now in the U.S. So the idea of having mm-hmm. a you know a smart module as well that's branded. And held by the same, you know, uh, company, one single offering for everything is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. You know, on a personal level, uh, I'm considering a new solar system for the home that I live in, and uh, I think this is probably the, the 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 one that I would go with at this stage of the game. All other things being held equal, uh, you know, and the reason for that is that I, I I feel like I understand the company. I feel like they're a stable, you know, growing company that offers products that will work. But if I if I were to say why right now, it's because a, the inverters, we're familiar with them. They have you know, great efficiencies, and they've got a lot of really great characteristics. But moving out towards the products the uh, the products they offer, the EV charger, I like that EV charger because you can get it you know, can basically at the same time as your inverter, and it saves on your installation costs as opposed to getting a separate type mm-hmm. of uh, EV charger. And they have a couple of cool functionalities like... Uh, you can charge only with sunshine, or you can optimize and charge. It's, I think it's the most powerful uh, level two charger in the market because you can take grid power and solar power and combine it. Uh, that's what I, as a, how I understand it. That may not be actually yeah, exactly that's it. And then um, they also have, um, <clears throat> now adding to that, their own batteries, which are coming out of the Kokum acquisition. So its form factor is very similar to LG Chem. Uh, but just just a nice suite of products, and they're even moving towards uh, linear hot water uh, charging system to take advantage of that extra solar you have if you can't backfeed to the grid. I mean, they're really they've got these products that are basically all available under one name. And if I, you know, that's kind of where I would probably go right now. And and so well, there you go. That's the <laughs> which which solar system would the solar guy buy? Yeah, I mean, someone might argue with me about that, but I, I think you know this, this is the stage of the game. That's kind of the well. Has I mean, to go. I would argue. I would argue today. Today, that's the one word that I would put down today for, for sure. You, wanna, you need to buy something I, today. Sure, that's and it's a, good, not it's a an, great target. It's not an easy decision. There's stuff coming by even by the end of the year that, that is going to change yeah. the marketplace. Yeah. Right, and, right, right, right. So I know it's, it's a constantly evolving there. conversation. And you also have things like Sonin and the Ecolinks, which is super exciting. And then, of course, you have the issue of lithium iron phosphate and the longevity. That's the one concern I have. It's the theoretical decision about whether you go with something like uh, NMC and all of these products like Tesla or LG or, or, or SolarEdge now, or you do something like lithium uh, iron phosphate and the longevity longevity that that allows. And that's an important conversation. So that's the area I'm not quite certain about yet. But Brian, you wanted to jump in, yeah? Well, just, you mean on the, on the battery technology and sort of to be agnostic going forward or to be open-minded going forward? I'm I, I'm open I'm open-minded. I think it, but I think that my, my my gut tells me that lithium ferrous phosphate has the longevity uh-huh. to be able to incorporate uh, not only your daily use, your self-sufficiency, uh, self self-supply rather, I should say. But also things like how interacting with the grid and providing services to the grid and multiple uh, cyclings of these batteries over real long-term use. So I think when you start to add on tasks for these batteries, NMC may fall short. Gotcha. Cool. Well, in, real quick, SolarEdge is a four, uh, $4.2 billion company. Whoa. Right. And, and if you look at a chart, their earnings growth is up 17% this year. Uh, so they're growing, and the chart tells you they're growing. And like we talked about last time, Money's moving into this industry because these guys are providing value to the marketplace. I think that's it right there. So this has been a great show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Lior Handelsman, uh, co-founder of SolarEdge uh, from SPI, uh, NSEW. 2019. Uh, hey, folks, this is the Solar Coaster. We're sponsored by Sundrum, Solar Pantech Design, and LG Chem. Hope you have a wonderful Aloha Friday and a great weekend ahead. 